Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. This week on the Deconstruction Diaries, I have one of my friends here, Jordan. Jordan, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Jordan. Uh, I'm kind of closeted with my practice still, but you know what? That's okay. Um, Like most of the Discord community, I met Lena through TikTok and loved everything that she posted, really resonated with me, Um, joined, started chatting with her and others more and I started coming around and it's been it's been a good time it has been a good time and Jordan and I have realized that we have a couple of uh, synchronicities <laughs> throughout us mm-hmm. um firstly I'm a Taurus sun and moon with a Scorpio rising and would you like to share your big three Jordan yes I am a I'm a Taurus rising with Scorpio sun and moon so we're inverted <laughs> the flip and then um we both come from the same type of church, the ICOC, the International Church of Christ. Um, so it was really interesting to like find somebody else who's on a similar path that um, came from <laughs> the same background and like similar like stories too. Obviously, like Jordan's going to get into her story, but I just I find it very interesting that this is like like it's like similar but different, but it's like really cool. Um, and just having that same lens of like knowing exactly like like what each of us like kind of I mean like obviously we don't know exactly what each of us experienced but the same like curriculum right discipleship curriculum goes throughout the whole entire ICOC you're taught like it's the basically the 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 formula into making a disciple so like all the same bible studies that I was doing for my conversion into the deacon into um into the ICOC was the same ones that you were doing with the whole like you know the, the medical parts of the cross and the whole oh my god that was traumatizing. Valuable information to know, but traumatizing, we'll say. Um, just because of the way it was outlaid. Anyway, that's a whole other tangent we can go on. The, tra- the, the cross one, that was the one I really, 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 really remember. Um, like, what is sin? And, like, having to sit there in that circle and, like, admitting all your sins and all these random people. Like, oh, my Writing God. Anyway. everything out as far back as you can remember. It's like, okay, sure. That's bad. That was so like too much. And I'm and and us for like Scorpio placements. That's like pulling teeth. The amount of shit I lied about. Anyway, (laughs) just to get something on the paper. And I remember too. I don't know if yours was the same, but when I did the the cross study, they had me watch The Passion, which I've never seen it. Um, they're like, so you have to go home and you have to watch The Passion. Um. And then come back and we'll talk about things or something like that. And then they asked me when I went back, they're like, did you cry? I was like, of course I cried because I love Jesus. I don't like, well, I, 
for the sake of his sacrifice, I do remember it, but I, you know, seeing mm-hmm. it in the way that it was, I was like, of course I cried. Like, but why wouldn't I? And they're like, oh, well, if you didn't cry, then we couldn't move forward because you're not cut to the heart. And I was like, what is that supposed what? to mean? <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Sorry. Oh, that cut to the heart. Oh. Sorry, trigger warning. Trigger trigger warning. There's going to be evangelical terms. Yeah, sorry. I'll try my best to stay away from them because I tell my therapist, no. and I'm like, hey, I have trigger words. I'll try to not talk about them, but... No, if you if you if they they come out, they come out. I mean, like that was like part of the the whole like you know in, in, fucking encouragement. I had to like I had to re- like rewire that word in my brain. And still, when I say like encouraging or encouragement, I'm like, oh no. I try to substitute it with uplifting at this point, but one uplifting. That's an uplifting. <laughs> I feel so uplifted. That's an uplifting Bible verse. I like that. Oh, that's better. Yeah. That's encouraging. <laughs> anyway, um, we got a little bit into that with the, the tangent there. But um, so what's your history with like Christianity and like what led you to need to deconstruct? Yeah. Um, so I did not grow up in the ICOC. I actually did not grow up going to church. I started going to church when I was 17, when I got my license. Um, but my my mom always raised me to, you know, like believe in Jesus, believe in the Lord. And when I was eight, I was at a private Christian school and that's kind of where I first really encountered Jesus. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing ever. And I I still do. I often reflect back on that. It's a huge, like core memory for me. Excuse me. Um, but, uh, when I started going to church at 17, getting more involved, it was like a small town church that I really got connected to and I loved it and I got involved with worship there um but when I turned 20 I moved out of my hometown to a bigger city because I'm an only child and my mom's a total helicopter parent and I was like I gotta get away (laughs) to figure myself out and then I was working one day and I met uh these two people they're very kind people which I'm sure you can attest like that's the thing is they're the nicest people you'll ever meet right but um so I met them and it was almost Easter and I was actively looking for a church I was like I just you know I don't know anyone down here except my friend who I live with I want to belong to something or at least try to and this was like oh my gosh what years at 20 it was 10 years ago now this is wild to me but they invited me out to their church because I did make it kind of a thing on Sunday mornings because I was working Sunday mornings. I was like, hey, uh, do you, this is a weird question, but do you happen to go to a church? Cause you know, the post-church lunch rush, uh, I was working in a restaurant and then they invited me out. So sorry, ADHD moments. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. But I, okay. I go, call those Sims resets. Sims like, you know, like the Sims, the Sims kind of like just take a second to like go back. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a Sims reset. That's so validating. Thank you. I love that though. Um, so yes, I go to church and the rest is kind of history with the ICOC. I was in the ICOC for about four years and um I knew I needed to leave sooner. I can't what was my moment, my I need to leave moment, because I know you had one. I feel like there were so many. Honestly, I think my biggest like 
I need to get out. Why did I do this moment was after I got baptized in the church. That was another thing too, was in my studies. Cause I was baptized when I was 17 at this, um, at my church, my hometown church. And they were like, Oh, well, the SEOC, the people I stayed with, they were like, well, you didn't say to the Bible. So the baptism didn't count. I was like, well, okay, whatever, but sure. Whatever you say, you're more knowledgeable than I am. And that's the thing too, is as you know, they're so good at manipulating like the, you know, the holy text and just everything and anything. And so after I got baptized, I had the follow-up study and they gave me all these rules. Just, you know, like you can't wear this to midweek because you might tempt a brother or trigger warnings. You know, you can't date outside of the church. And that's when I started. That's when I was like, okay, um, we have a and small. They, they conveniently wait until like after you get baptized to really be like, okay, well, here's the rules of the church. Yes. Here's the kit. Here's the kicker. It's like, you couldn't tell me this before I agreed to sign up because and I feel like that's part of the manipulation tactic too. It's just like, okay, we'll do this. We'll get them in their, their, you know, we'll get them rooted and then we'll tell them the rules. So it's just, where were the terms and conditions during uh, the first day? <laughs> and so, you you know, the ins and outs of the ICOC, but yeah, my, I need to leave moment was the day after I got baptized, but I stuck around because I wanted to belong to some, to something and just have a community which I still have really close friends that I was in the church with, but we all ended up leaving um, kind of one after the other out the door. And Good. yeah. And then in 2017 is when I, um, I met, uh, I met my, my boyfriend who I'm still with and he, he wasn't in the church. I met him and then they slowly, they didn't find out about him, but I just was open and I had said, yeah, I met somebody and, um, you know, people I never talked to started talking to me. They're like, Hey, do you want to go get coffee? Or do you want to go on like a prayer walk? I was like, Oh my gosh, they think I'm sinning or whatever the logic was. And yep. Yeah. Oh my so that gosh. Was... Wow. That triggered a memory. I remember oh, when, okay. no, like that's fine. I, you know, for me, it's not like a bad thing. I like remembering these things because like, it, one, it was it, it confirms my decision to leave was smart. Two, like the more I remember these things, the more like I can like be like, okay, well, that's a little piece of trauma in me that I didn't realize I had. So now that I can face it, I can let go of it. And also three, like I, I truly believe that a big per, per, part of me being the ICOC personally was so that I can come on and do like this work that I do now. Because yeah, you know, a lot of things cascaded for me and I, you know, not for nothing. Like I always loved Jesus before I went into the ICOC, but I never knew how to like read my Bible. I never knew that the Bible was important. I never knew like any of the things that like I actually know now. And the ICOC was a big domino for me. So for me, it's not like it's as much as it's traumatic. It's like kind of like, oh, wow, I'm glad to remember these things because then I can like process through it sort of thing. Um, but I remember my now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you could choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. 
In the full tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, Spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, Wheel of the Year holiday, and Zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus witch or Christian witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wish list helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you can find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show.
oh, the, the pastor's wife, the church leader's wife, I don't, they never, they don't call them like a pastor or a speaker or a preacher. What the, what the hell do they call them? The church just leader? Speak, just like church leaders, I guess. They yeah. don't, they don't even, yeah, they don't even call them pastors or speakers. Them it's them just pastors. Say, well, cause remember how it was kind of like a weird tier system. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole thing. And that's, see, that's why I'm like, I was literally asking you because I'm like, did you get clarity on that either? Because like, I didn't ever. So like, I was just curious, but anyway, his wife and I were walking around Target and I had my baby, my, my Bexter and the, the little, you know, car- carriage. And she was telling me about how like, oh, like it's really important to stay in the church and like not date people who are outside of the church. And like, obviously like I had, you know, Dexter's dad, I had Jack and she's like, it's really important because, you know, for your kids so that he, you know, gets like two Christian parents kind of thing. And like, you know, so that you have a Christian man that can lead you into the whole thing. And that was, you know, like as much as like that was like a red flag for me, I was like, yeah, you know, she, she might be right. Even though like I, you know, Jack and whatnot, I'm like, she might, she might be right. Like kind of thing. Like he does need a Christian dad, like kind of thing. So that wasn't like one of those like moments for me where I was like, well, I should have left, but that is definitely one of those things that they kind of like push like this like weird um, you can only date within the church kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it, I think it's also just part of the whole, uh, you know, planting the seeds or whatever they call yeah. it. And just, uh, I also, I do understand the principle of dating like within that community. So you do have those values, but just the way they pushed it, it was just so like, no thanks and no it's very close off and like honestly I really feel like it's a population control kind of thing Mm -hmm. where you know if you have two disciples who are making a baby together the likelihood of that baby becoming a disciple sort of thing is a lot higher than just like one parent and then uh, you know one Christian parent and a non-Christian parent or you know whatever sort of thing so I definitely think that's a huge motivation is to keep the church growing from within because they they got to get that kingdom kid revenue. Yes. I, I will say, I think my, like my most valued time though, in the church was doing the kids ministry. I love the woman who ran it. She's still like one of my favorite people today. I have so much respect for, her. but just like, I mean, you as a mom, you know, like kids are so, I, I personally don't know if I'll ever like have kids, but kids are just so special. Like I just truly like, you know, and they're, they're, they're the future and there's just, I just I really valued my time in kids ministry so that's the one thing I think yeah well, besides the friends I kept the one thing in the church that I really um cult keep close to me was those kids and that's I feel like that's really the important part because you know like how much um pre- like uh, importance Jesus puts on with children and like having mm-hmm. like a heart like like a childlike heart so I feel like learning from them is really really important and that is like a really valuable thing to take away um, I find it interesting that your like kind of like get out moment was like oh like right after and you know you you kind of like what but like what kept you like keep going was it that fear of like well maybe they're like right or was it just like the community aspect like what made you stay for longer after you had that like aha yeah no that's a great question I think I kept staying because of all the fear-based stuff within the studies and just kind of feeling like I don't know if you ever had like really big groups in your studies but like I, I remember my last one, there was like maybe seven women in the room with me and I kind of felt cornered and um, this will definitely resonate later uh, when we talk about like the deconstruction and my faith now, but I just felt cornered. I was like, well, maybe they, they are right. Like they are, they are beacons for Jesus and I have to listen to them because I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't study the Bible and maybe my old church, you know, 
did they misled me and I just I felt I stayed because I was scared because I didn't want to go to I didn't want to go to the bad place and I you know I was separated from God or so they made me believe so I just stayed strictly because I was scared yeah I I definitely I resonate 100% with that because like my aha moment as we like talked before was the Guy Hammond documentary uh oh my god and um that that whole thing really like spiraled me that was like the first moment where I was like oh my lord I'm in a cult because like you know not for nothing like I grew up in you know downstate New York I grew up in a very you know like a progressive area of especially like where you know the county that I lived in I grew up in a pretty progressive area it was like little mini New York City and to like be in my hometown right where like literally not even a mile down the street was a church with a pride flag outside of it to be right there and watching this documentary I was like what the fuck kind of dystopian society am I in right now and mm-hmm. I remember like freaking out after that but then being like what if they're right because like all the things in the bible kind of like led me to believe that they were they were right and I, I was a big like I read my bible every day like you know like um I can't even tell you how many times I've read like through the gospels or through like, you know, books like Ruth or, um, you know, whatever, like my favorite ones. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've read through them. And I was like, yep, I'm very convicted by these. But then all of a sudden the words started like changing to me. And I'm like, well, like, does this really mean that? Or could that mean like this sort of thing? And that was a big part of it too, is just like continuously reading the Bible. And then um, I was exposed to, um god is gray on youtube i don't know if you know who she is brenda no she she was really uh important at that point the yash jesus podcast um was really important the bible binge podcast even though that is a little bit more of an evangelical podcast it was more baptist and i was like well they're saved and they're not icoc and they read their bible so why do i have to you know what i'm saying like that was like the whole like thing there um, so it's just definitely like a different, like a lot of like creators, but there were a lot of different things that kind of like led me to be like, okay, wait, maybe I'm reading this the wrong way, but I just find it interesting that the, the whole, that whole, like the way that they really get you with the, with the whole health thing is like, oh my God, it's manipulative. It is. And it's just, I feel like I heard more like this, like how do I say this I feel like I've heard more like you're being bad this is what's gonna happen during like trigger words sorry d times uh and sermons than I ever heard you know like hey this is you know here's Jesus this is who he is this is all the good stuff I feel like I heard more bad than Mm -hmm. good things when I was there and it's just I don't know how me, you, I don't know how we stayed through all that. It's just, it's so like upsetting, you know, and just it, cringe. Yeah. I definitely like, I'll like think back on that and I'm like, maybe you idiot. You got duped by a cult. Like I definitely have those like times where I'm like, what the hell were you drinking girl? Like, what were you doing? Yes. And I remember my mom too, when I, told her I was like hey like I'm getting baptized she was like weren't you already baptized and I said yeah but this is different she goes Jordan I think you might be going into a cult and I was like no I would know <laughs> 19 year old me 
So my mom told me the other day that she knew I was getting myself into a cult, but she figured it was better than like, you know, other things that I could be doing at that time. So she just let it happen. Oh, no. Well, you know, too, like going back to what you said about how thinking back to the experience, I, I th- I'm thinking about that a lot just in general other life experiences, not just the church, but any other kind of hurt. It's shitty and it hurts and it's really painful at the time when you're figuring stuff out. But I feel like you can reflect back on that and see how to help other people, you know, like, how can I, how can I help take this and use it for good? And I feel like that's what you've been doing through like your TikToks, all your content. And um, like, yeah, you definitely helped me. And I know you've helped so many other um, people in the community. I don't know how to take compliments. Um. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. What's the, what placement is that? Is that your, what is that? Is that your Mars? You're like, I get that oh, has to be the Virgo Mars because I have a Leo Midheaven too. And that sometimes every once in a while, somebody will hook the Leo Midheaven. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. But normally it's the Virgo Mars. It's like, no, don't, don't acknowledge the things that I'm doing right now. You know, like that's, that's the Virgo Mars. But also to the point of like, I, I you know, as you were saying it and as I was saying it, you know, like going through all of this just to help somebody else. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you help somebody else. It matters if you help yourself. And as long mm-hmm. as you personally learn something and grow through that experience, whether it be like learning what your boundaries are, learning how to discern spirit, learning like what you're going to tolerate from other people, like learning like what you actually want in life, whatever that experience is that you've learned something, that's truly the important, the most, most, most important thing because, you know, as Jesus says, you, you know, you need to love yourself to love your neighbor. So if you're not learning anything from your experiences and you're not growing through them, how are you going to help other people? And also not everybody's called to help other people. So please don't feel pressured after listening to this podcast to like, yeah, like, I yes. want to start a ministry and help people. No, you don't. Yes. You can just disclaimer. live your life. <laughs> live, your, live your life. I'm going to make a side note off that. Like, yes, Jesus had his, he had his 12, he had his people, but for the most part, Jesus was a lone wolf. He did whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. So yes, listen to Lena. <laughs> Don't feel like you need to go, you know, overseas and start a ministry. Do what, take care of you first. Take care of you. Like it's, you know, not, every, you're, you're not, I mean, like, and that's one of the things that the ICOC, I feel like ingrained in us. And I feel like sometimes I might fall into that pattern sometimes with the podcast is being a little bit too, um, you know, like ministry and help people and go share your faith, like sort of thing, because that's such a dangerous trap to go into. They teach everybody that our sole destiny in life. I mean, women, they teach us our sole destiny in life is to create more disciples. But then second to that, um, our, our destiny is to disciples share your faith be an example of jesus you know like go out there and and be christ so that everybody wants to come to the icoc and share the icoc far and wide sort of thing so that's like the last thing i want people to gain from like you know jesus witchery or christian witchery or any of that stuff is because like i personally think that your practice can be 100 percent private you don't have to tell a single soul that you light candles and you do magic you do you don't even have to tell people you believe in jesus if you don't want to like this is like that's your personal practice like even jesus went alone to pray and what he said in those prayer times is not recorded he had his own mm-hmm. private times with god so why can't you have your own private practice with spirit not everybody i feel like that's another that's a thing about social media and obviously like the whole 
baptize disciples and make you know members of many nations sort of thing trauma but then also social media where you see like every other post you slide up is somebody doing their spell work somebody do showing their tarot reading somebody doing this that the third so there's this expectation that if you're not sharing your practice are you doing witchcraft sort of thing like no you can have your own private practice not everybody has to shout it from the rooftops like that's anyway sorry for that rant no of course Lena I think that's the thing with you and me is that like we with our inverted charts and also just like our similarities I feel like we could talk like all day yeah (laughs) I'm sorry if this I'm sorry if this this goes much longer than you wanted to but no it's good it's good it's good it's all good stuff Uh, and it's important stuff and that's like another reason why I really like was excited when you submitted your story for the deconstruction diaries because I knew that we would be able to have this kind of like because we have that similar viewpoint sort of thing and then be able to like expand on that and I feel like as much as the ICOZ is a very um nuclear type of church it is kind of an allegory and an extreme version of a lot of different churches and I feel like a yes. lot of what you and I went through is a very similar experience to like what Mormons go through or what you know not to it as an, an extreme of an extent but like JWs go through or you know, like different, um, what's it called? Seventh-day Adventists. Like it's very, very similar. The only difference with the ICOC that I've noticed versus like Mormons, JWs, Seventh-day Adventists, whatever, they're more aggressive with their um, baptized members of many nations and make disciples sort of thing. Yes. They, uh, and, sorry, continue. No, you're good. My my best friend and uh, roommate, she's actually ex-Mormon. So yeah, she and I have had these, conversations and she's told me like her experience I've shared mine but oh absolutely you're yeah they're much more intense and I feel like I feel like I want to say the word radical for some reason but yeah yeah they're much more intense with their members and you so you I mean you didn't you got converted around college age but you didn't get converted in a college campus were you in like your their campus ministry that's the thing so the region I was in it was mostly um like young adults or young professionals as they called them the old like the old elders and all that stuff but um uh they didn't have a campus ministry but they tried to um what do you call it the southern regions had like all the big um schools in the area and they had a campus ministry and I studied with these people and then like this group in this region I went to and then Mm -hmm. they kind of they didn't like kick me out but they try to like motion me towards the campus ministry but I was like but none of the kids in campus really know who I am and yeah like they don't they don't know the stuff I've told you and I don't really feel comfortable with that and I think that's like that's all the that's that's all my Scorpio my six Scorpio placements like get away <laughs> but um, that is definitely Scorpio yes and um I mean granted I did make some really good friends in that and we're still really good friends today and eventually there was maybe like five of us in that campus ministry that went to the community college in that region where I studied and they tried to build a campus ministry there but mm-hmm. it never launched it's it's gone now because we all left good but, um, I mean, not good but yeah good actually good uh, <laughs> yeah no and it makes me happy because they're all like thriving and the, we're all still close we'll video chat when we can and like I'm su- I'm super happy for like those friends of mine but yeah I did try they tried to get me involved in the campus ministry but it was such a hot mess and I was like this isn't working out I'm just gonna still come to Sunday services here and you're gonna have to deal with it 
I'm just going to figure it out here. No, that's I like, was the problem. I was the sorry, go ahead. The problem. <laughs> was that what you I was the problem child. I was the problem child. Nobody, <laughs> well, nobody will admit it, but I was the problem child. I have the opposite experience because they wanted me to be in the singles ministry because I was, you know, I was young and I had a kid. And I was like, well, like I, one, I have Jack, so I don't feel like I'm in the singles ministry. Two, like I, I just, I, my, all my friends are in campus, right? And everybody that I grew up with is yeah. in campus. So I want to be in campus with them. So I was there on all the campus events with baby Dexter, like just hanging out with his, you know, little kid. And I remember like being like, it, it was like part of like all the meetings to like get campus ministries onto each of the, the, um, what's it called campuses that's what it's called duh. Uh, of colleges that were around in our area and like that being like a really big thing and like actually like one of the guys I grew up with um, the guy who got me into the church he now is the campus leader of one of the upstate churches like further north than me but he's he's now a campus ministry leader so like you know I was just curious about that because they're very aggressive on college campuses the ICOC. That's yeah. how they get a lot of their members, and especially like their non-kingdom kid members. I, I I have noticed a lot of them coming through campus, even like I don't our know. connection. He through campus when he was in school way back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's so wild to me too, because he's who I met in the campus ministry where I went. So, yep. and I think it's so. I don't know if uh, your campus ministry was like this, but all they did like in their campus studies were just, you know, I'm not hating at all or just the parables and there's nothing wrong with them there. It's like, you know, everything Jesus taught was so important and so sacred, but I feel like they needed to kind of go deeper if you wanted to have a more impactful study with people that you're trying to reach out to. But it was always, uh, I remember there was one time too, where um, like the group I was in, we had these, uh, like the couple that was like our leaders or our point leaders or whatever, they were telling us how like, well, you guys have heard the parables, but the people you're reaching out to haven't. So why can't you reach out? Or it was just all this guilt and a bunch of crazy nonsense. And um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I just like, I feel like if you want to like try and make a more impactful study when trying to reach out to people, maybe just go a little deeper in scripture. I, I don't know. Ask other questions i hope that makes sense but no that makes 100 percent sense because like it was like a lot of um surface level stuff that they would like bring forward and it was i feel like just like these fluff verses that they would get people <laughs> with you know what i'm saying like i remember the parable of the lost sheep being a big a big one that, oh my god that we would go around the downtown of my hometown and like ask people to come to Bible study. We would do like a Bible study in the middle of like the town. Like I grew up here. I don't need to be doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, it was just, it was so much. And then I like the more it went on and the more events that occurred, I was like, I just, why am I staying here? I don't need to be here. But also too, I think a part of it was because I didn't know where I was going to live. Like, cause I had no family in the, uh, big city and uh I just didn't know where I was gonna live who I was gonna live with and I was like well if I leave then it's kind of messed up but I was like if I leave I feel like all my resources are gone you know and uh yeah so it was just a just a big ball of anxiety I was and I didn't want to move back home so but I feel like 
moving back home under my mom's roof felt more safer than who I was with at the time. But that's why I was like, I need to leave in like 2017. No, that makes a lot of sense um, as to like why you like felt like you needed to leave and, you know, kind of just, yeah, give one to Dex. Oh. Sorry, we're potty training. So he, he came to inform me that he used the bathroom and anytime I give him a treat for potty training, he insists, because he's a Virgo, he insists that he gets one for his brother too. Um, so cute. <laughs> so he has to go give it up, give him one. But um, no, that makes, and that makes sense. And I really do feel like they find people at these like vulnerable times. You know, like yes. you, like needing community after like leaving, you know, your mom's house. I was a new mom who like severe postpartum depression after I had my first baby. Oh, it was like horrible. Um, you know, like the, it's no, normal shit. Normal. Yeah, um, they prey on the vulnerable and it's because that's who they know is like they're looking for something yeah. solid and secure. We can offer that quote offer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a trap. It's a trap. So that's like, I guess that's a really like decent piece of advice from I, I me specifically, but I, I think you would agree with this is especially if you're like, if you're in a vulnerable place and you're looking for a church and somebody offers, you know, you a Bible study, really research that church before you go. Like, yeah, you gotta really research that church before you go. Because Absolutely. you might be ending yourself up in something, um, a lot larger than life. And while you and I have fairly mild stories from the ICOC, there are people, like I know this one guy, he lost everything because of that church. He he was forced to move in with certain people because they didn't want him living in different parts of town. He had to like sell his car and go get a different car so he was able to like transport people to the church. Like his whole life, he had to quit his job and get a new job that was more holy sort of thing. Like his whole life was completely uprooted by the ICOC and this desire to um, not, you know, go to hell essentially in this like manipulation tactic. And, you know, as easy as it is to say like, oh, why would he listen? Because you feel like you're going to be internally damnated if you don't. You feel like you're going to go to a fiery hell, like hell thing if you don't. Like that's a lot, like a lot of people have anxiety about what happens to you after you die. And then to be presented yeah. with that, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, that's so that's so sad. Is this somebody that you knew in your the church? No, you went to? he was, was just in, someone that you heard. Um, in uh there's like an ex ICOC Facebook group and he's one of like the prominent I members. I think I'm in, in it. it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think I, I might be in it. I'm not sure. I'm in a couple. There yeah, there there's a lot of like and that's like another thing. Like if you're in one of these kinds of churches like the ICOC or you know, you're a JW or a Mormon or you know, a Seventh-day Adventist, and you happen to like stumble upon this podcast, there are a lot of resources to get out and to get out of your specific church. You know, there's there's Reddit uh, threads for like every single one of those those types of churches to get. I know there's an XICOC or XCOC, Churches of Christ, um, Reddit thread. Um, there's Facebook groups. There's like, you know, anti, there's anti-cult support groups and hotlines that you can find. There's a lot of different resources out there. You just have to like look at it a little bit, especially if you feel like that trapped like sort of thing um you know if somebody from those churches stumbles upon this i have a feeling that some of the people from my old church listen to my podcast so hi guys Ooh. <laughs> they hello instagram stories and they're like the first people to watch them like i'll post something and then i'll go like five minutes later and just go in like out of curiosity i don't check 
my Instagram numbers or anything. I don't give a shit about that stuff. It's all it's bullshit. Um, so, but every once in a while, after I post something, I'll look and it'll be them because they also, I don't follow them, but they also follow me. And they're the ones who like first see my stories. Like, do you guys have post notifications on for me? Like, what the fuck? So weird. They're probably, they're, it's one of the two. They're either really intrigued by what you're saying. Like, maybe, hang on, maybe Lena's right. Or they're just like, oh gosh, how far off the rails has she gone? Or whatever yeah. delusion they've created. Yeah. I definitely yeah, think it's a can... mixture of the two. Um, but anyway, um, I, now that we've gone on 10 different tangents. <laughs> hey, that's, 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 that's okay. I it's feel like great. it's resourceful. It's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. unveiling it. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's, I honestly think it's great. Um, that's, that was the purpose of creating the deconstruction diaries. I feel like people hear me to talk too much. I want other people's stories and other people's opinions and all that stuff, even though I did talk quite a bit during this episode. And I apologize to you for that, Jordan. No, um, no, 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 no. This is a discussion. It's okay for even <laughs> here. Back and forth. Um, right. um so what does your faith look like now and like what do you currently believe in uh currently so I I like Jesus is like my my main um did we talk about like how you I'm sorry I'm gonna edit this part out but did we talk about exactly how you deconstructed did I we didn't but that won't take we we did, okay, but that won't my take bad. as long as her. Yeah, let me. I'll like scrub all this out. I just I re- after I said the question, I said to myself, Nina, you skipped a step here. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, so what did your deconstruction journey look like? What resources kind of helped you like leave the church? Uh, first off, definitely therapy. Um, Facts. therapy, therapy is cool. I'm studying to be a therapist myself, so um yes ther- therapy if i need, and don't ever uh this is just another shout out if don't ever be afraid to shop around for therapists i've gone through four before i found the one that i've stuck with um so therapy's been a huge one it's important to have somebody to talk to uh that's uh has credentials uh and at the time when i left i actually ended up moving in with a couple of friends um and one of my roommates she was super like she was super about like the universe. Like she wasn't religious, but she was very much about um, uh, believing in the universe and science from the universe. And I was very like, this seems interesting. I wonder what it's, uh, what that has to offer. And I wonder how I can get more into that. I didn't really, I feel kind of bad because like she and I aren't super close anymore. And I think because she caught me at such a bad point in my life, I wish I could, you know, apologize for all like the shitty behaviors and the outbursts I had because she she was a good person and she she really is somebody I have to thank for uh helping me break out of the old patterns I had but um you know I was I was a broken person and I needed to heal and it's just unfortunate that she was involved in that well not unfortunate that she was involved in that chapter but it was unfortunate that that's where she caught me I guess if that makes sense. I just feel like I hurt her and I wish I could say sorry, but um I just rambled. But uh so she was really into um you know like manifestation, putting stuff out there. I was like, I wonder how this works. And she had this book by I don't know if you guys know, but uh or if you know Lena, but she had this book called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. And I bought that, listened to it on on audible and I like read through it too I was 
Um, and it's a really good book. I, I recommend it for anybody who's trying to learn more about how like, you know, the law of attraction and how the universe like works. And it's um super, super cool, super good book. She's also a great author. And um, like, that was kind of a huge resource for me. And then also going into <laughs> going into crystal shops, metaphysics shops, learning more about like, the energy figuring out my own energy too I think was a huge thing and um that was that was kind of just uh, from 2017 to like 2019 was kind of just a journey in itself figuring that all all that out I did try going to another church when I moved out but I just I wasn't ready I was like I don't feel comfortable here yet I don't really feel seen I just I don't know so um so yes, therapy, Gabby Bernstein and her books were a huge uh, resource for me. Therapy, number one. And um, 2020, when the world shut down, my I, I ended up downloading TikTok and then the algorithm worked its magic. And then I kept seeing all these tarot readings. And at first I was like, oh my God, tarot cards. And I was so getting scared. all scared by them. <laughs> I was like, ah, but I didn't. I didn't know what to think of that because at first I think just like I think my that was a huge part of me that realized okay my guard is still up I'm scared of things uh like like this okay wait I'm just trauma washed from the ICOC um and I I just kept seeing it and then I just really I was really fascinated by how like seeing these readings from different accounts different people I ended up googling like okay history of tarot like how does it work mm -hmm. and um like my boyfriend now he's when I started getting into tarot cards he wasn't super about it he we don't really talk about it much because he has his own spiritual traumas that he has to work through and um I'll come back to that in a minute I need to get um uh, I'll come back to this like, I haven't thought about that um comma as I should say but um he, so uh, I didn't really know if I wanted to buy a deck but then I heard someone tell me like oh like your first deck should be given to you I was like okay fine I'll be on the safe side and I'll make I'll see like whenever I get gifted one and so last year my friend got me my first deck we went to a shop and I was like okay how does this work what do I do and I I was trying to find that balance of okay how can I incorporate my love for Jesus and get rid of my spiritual trauma or try to work through it, but also incorporate this, um, what I believe to be true for me and my spirit, um, you know, spirituality with tarot cards and just the universe. And I feel like some, I can't put into words, but it, it sounds so much more uh, articulate in my head, but um, it all like works together truly like, okay, well we have the universe and all, and you know, energy getting reciprocated. Like it's just, that's just fact at this point. And, you know, I feel like Jesus really reflected that and just the way he treats people and how his love is. So um, those were some resources for me. And then eventually I came across Lena's TikTok. I was like, hang on, this girl is super cool. I'll try to not <laughs> give you too many compliments. I know you don't like that, but I was like, hey, this girl is super cool. I got to figure out more about this. I was like, she's a Jesus witch. What is that? And I just kept kind of like lurked a little bit and then eventually it was like, I'm going to join the discord, see what this is about. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the discord that uh, Jordan's referring to, if you don't know yet, which you should know, we've been doing this for a while now, guys, it's the Jesus Witch Church, which is our free um, discord group. There's, we chat about like everything there. We have channels for, you know, general chat to like astrology, to crystals, to fandom stuff, to like, I don't know, the most ridiculous stuff you could think about. We have a channel for literally everything, everything. And Charlie keeps it very organized. Shout out to Charlie. Shout out to Charlie for that. Because um, before them, I don't know, were you in the church before doing everything? Because before that, it was a clusterfuck. It was everything everywhere. No, it wasn't. I joined when all the sub channels and stuff were pretty organized. So I guess everything was just, was everything just kind of all over the place? Oh yeah, no, because I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Like <laughs> for real? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's it's gotten to the point where like any logical problem, I will message Charlie about it. I'm in New York, they're in Florida. So like <laughs> it's a problem. Because I'm a problem. But um anyway. No. Yes. Um <laughs> but what does your faith look like now? My, I know yeah, we kind of got into that, but like, what is it like, you know, what do, what do you, what do you, what do you believe? What an abstract question. Wow. No, of course. I feel like I, I think I'm still figuring it out, but um, I, you know, I do, I believe Jesus is the son of God and he was a holy man, died for our sins. I still have that rooted in me, but I also believe that, you know, it's okay to call, well, not call upon protection, but like, you know, I think it's okay to, uh, again, whatever brings you inner peace and whatever you feel called, whoever you feel called to work with. Like, I still don't know how this works, but I felt, I still feel like now, like, well, earlier this year, last year, whatever, I felt like Archangel Michael was really trying to like be very apparent in my life, but I didn't know how this works. I was like, okay, wait, like, archangels like archangel michael like this is because i kept seeing like i feel like everywhere i went i kept seeing like cobalt blue and stuff and i know like i feel like i see synchronicities and almost everything I'm like okay wait this has to mean something like angel numbers and stuff it's kind of like that it's like okay like what's going on and then um so that's currently what i believe in and i just i i think it's important to just you know take care of yourself whatever feels right in your spirit your gut feeling and um so yeah that's personally what I believe in Jesus is my main and trying to you know figure out the whole thing with Archangel Michael and um as far as like you know other deities and stuff I don't know a whole too much about it I haven't really let down my guard entirely in that way because I cling so uh close to Jesus um and uh Oh gosh, I need to I need to go back and put this quick a real a quick resource for me, if I may throw that out there. Another resource was the Chosen series, which might be a lot for people to want to mm-hmm. watch, but it's it really helped me a lot. Like the way that they portrayed the gospel and who Jesus is in that, like it felt like that was my I felt like I encountered Jesus all over again when I first yeah. watched it. Like, you know, eight year old Jordan meeting Jesus. Like I I cried during every episode. But that's another huge resource for me it was a huge huge breakthrough in my spirituality and in my in my practice and in my 
per I, I love that so much because honestly I know a lot of like evangelicals who really love the chosen series but I also know a lot of witchy people who love the chosen series too and I feel like that's the one little like rainbow bridge that we have of like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we can both vibe on being like yeah the chosen series like if we were in a room full of evangelicals that's what you bring up is the cho- chosen series right there yeah that's how everybody would get along 100 so. percent yeah it's great so it's pretty I factual and the cast like looks like for the most part like looks like they come from that area of the earth you know yes yes and it's just it's just great like how they like portrayed everything like just the way that like they portrayed jesus and like they made simon this feisty thing that he really is and um mary magdalene oh i'm still learning a lot more about her like i started reading um Mary Magdalene Revealed, I think, is that the book? The Gospel of Mary Magdalene, which I didn't know was a thing. So still getting a little bit more into that as well. Just trying to expand my knowledge. And um, I think also, too, uh, context of the scriptures. Yeah. Like, okay, what's the context here? That Which is something the ICOC didn't do. It's like, oh, well, it's written. This is what it means. It's like, well, what's going on? Like, what's yeah. the setting? And who is it who is it talking to who is it for where what was what was going on in history like none of that is important mm-hmm. to the icoc it's just this is god breathed. oh that was the first one the the scriptures god's breathed bible study that's the first one that they do with you yes yep. the very first one very first one and i had to do a project last semester because i'm also getting like a um, i'm also getting a minor in theology and I had to do a project where um, one of the questions was, oh, like, uh, how do you, what, what's a good resource for um, Bible study? And I had to reach out to like a pastor or something, but I didn't go to church at the time. I was like, I could probably reach out to somebody from my home church, which I did. And I reached out to um, the guy that did the team ministry. And he told me it's really important to read different versions and translations of the Bible and also just, um, you know, again, what's the context? Exactly what you just said, Lena. So I, I just went back to the resource tab. I should have wrote this all down. But I feel like I have so many resources that I learned over the years. And as I'm sure you mm-hmm. do too. But yeah. That makes sense. But like that's, that. I feel like that, that works too. Because that's also like part of like faith today is like looking at Bible verses and like going back and finding context for them. Especially if you're somebody who uses the Bible in your practice. Because you want to make sure that you're using the right things in your, you know, your spell work. You're not like pulling randomly from anywhere. Um, so I, I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I, I, I agree with like a lot of the things that you believe and like kind of just exploring is really important. And like just, you know, mm-hmm. learning is really important. I feel like that's what we come to earth to do is to learn. So might as well learn um, kind of thing. But do you have any final advice for listeners of this podcast, people who are deconstructing? Uh, always go with your gut. Definitely listen to, um, you know, listen, you trust your intuition. That's almost always right. And, you know, it's not linear because deconstructing is essentially healing and healing is not linear. It takes time and your, your feelings are valid. Don't ever let someone tell you, you know, like something's wrong with you or like you need help or because we all need help. And I think it's also important to, you know, reach out. Like, this is also me, like, offering myself as a 
as a resource or someone to talk to or someone just to listen. Um, like I happen to happen to have a degree in psychology so far, so I can like I like to um, help out any way I can. Um, so yes, re reach out, trust your intuition, um, and just take your time, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And as easy as it is, my biggest regret was isolating myself. Like I just like hid in my room. I go to work, come home, hide in my room. And honestly, kind of going back to school is what was a huge like, uh, like thing for me. Cause I feel like when I left the church is when like my depression and my anxiety just were like, here you go. Here's your identity. I was like, Oh God, please no. And finding, you know, finding passion projects and something to really like work towards. So um yeah don't don't isolate yourself because that was my biggest mm -hmm. regret with isolating myself when I was figuring everything out no I think that's all really really good advice um especially like following your gut like listening to like what you, you think getting like help is so important like this is not meant to be done alone like reaching out to people is so important um and speaking of reaching out to people if you want to reach out to you where can they find you on the internet yeah um I kind of prefer to keep my Instagram on the DL, uh, um, just because I have friends who, again, because I am I am closeted with my practice, I have friends on there. Um, though they might be like, "What's going on?" If I post that out there, but uh, you can find me on my Twitter. It's uh, it's Jordan Arcane at Jordan Arcane. So, uh, it's private, but give me a request if you'd like. I'll probably accept it. Mm -hmm cool well thank you jordan for being on the podcast i really appreciate you being here and taking the time to chat with me of course thank you for the opportunity it was really good to chat and you know dig a little deeper with this and thank you for all you do you're helping so many people lena again i'm giving you a compliment uh, you know what i'll let the leo midheaven take it thank you thank you there you go <laughs>